1: On this week's episode, we're going to discuss fighting the feelings of parenting failure. Memes, before we jump into today's topic, I was wondering how you been?
0: Hey, um, pretty good. I've been really busy work weeks, lots of trips, we're doing college trips, we're doing career exposure trips, Um, but really productive events, and the family is good, and you know, got an opportunity to take a little trip with Omar over our break, Um, and we got to go to Sevilla, which we would never been to in Spain, and that was very exciting, Um, so things have been is very busy, but very positive. How about
1: you? Same. A lot of milestones work-wise, so knocking out every single milestone. Um, Transitioning into spring season of life. So, school projects have come to a wrap so we can enjoy spring break. Hallelujah! And (laughs) kids are kicking off their spring sports. So, lots of Soccer, t-ball, track and field. I am most excited about the track and field, I have to say. (laughs) When I heard the coach this past week say, I didn't hear any of you guys count, so we're going to do it again. (laughs) And to see my son's face like, say what? This man crazy. (laughs) He said, mom, he had me stretching so much. I thought this was track. I should be running. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. Um, excited for the warm weather, too. Uh, we've gotten the ability to drive a top down in our convertible for a couple of days now. So that's fun.
0: Oh, um, so you sense all the cold up here. <laughs> Great.
1: <laughs> well, I know. We're supposed to drop again into I the 30s. I so.
0: woke up it's to snow, to snow before our trip on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Not cool. Yeah. I'm happy to say I haven't encountered snow this winter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was listening to a radio station that I love to listen to. And one of the hosts on that radio station just became a mom. And so there was a topic that she brought up that just made me think, hey, That is an exact torn moment. Mm -hmm. So, Torn Tribe, we had to bring it here. And it's this fighting the feelings of parenting failure. I think failure is a great word, no matter what season of parenting you're in. It's the constant fight that you're having. Like, you're constantly trying to not feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. So, we're here today, Torn Tribe, to sympathize with you empathize with you and let you know that it is literally just a feeling and i can honestly say that if you're fighting the feeling then more than more times than not you're truly not a parenting failure (laughs) so it's just a fear that we have that we just fight with so meme if we had to name it based on your life parenting journey and the moms that you've been around and the dads, um, what makes you feel this feeling? What triggers these feelings of failure?
0: For me, it's my internal paradigm. It, it's my own expectation of either what the kids should Have access to be doing, have accomplished, and it's out of uh, like a root, like you should achieve more in the next generation, right? You should be able to um, open up a path based on what you've achieved for your children, and it's usually from that place. And so, one of the initial things that I sometimes have to call to mind is that is just that, like an outside paradigm that I need to release, not hold on to, not allow my internal dialogue to beat me up rather than lift me up or find a strategy or just prioritize the thing I value. Because the most important thing is that what I'm hoping for is for our children to grow and learn and have joy and experience things and see the world, get to know people, have wonderful relationships, be good people. And because that's so important to me, I put this extreme pressure of, am I doing all the things to maximize that for them? But but what's more important is like strategies, behaviors, ways of being habits that are going to make them, Curious, kind, responsive. Like it it really made my day after my godson got hurt for my daughter to say, like, we need to do it like we need to just make a call and check and see how he's doing, you know, day three in his boot or with his crutches or and it wasn't me saying, Let's you know, hold on, let's make this call. And so those are the things that reinforce like she's a good human, (laughs) you know, like is thoughtful and kind and is not just caught up in her own thing. Um, So that that's usually what can bring me back is like the pressure is coming from the values that are important to me, but because those are my values, I should just practice them and still them and not, not worry, you know, when things are out of my control.
1: Yeah. And I think you hit on the like root cause of that feeling for most parents, and I think it's very relatable is that we're trying to give our child the best that we can offer, right? And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that they're getting the best version of us or the best version of anything we offer them. And I just remember the first time experiencing this feeling, because there are other areas of our lives, Torn Tribe, that we like feel like a failure, right? Like when you're in school and you don't get the grade that you thought you were going to get, or you don't get into the school that you thought you were going to get into. But for some reason, the feeling with parenting failure is like this thought that you're not going to see the immediate result of that failure right offhand. So mm-hmm. for instance, my paranoia with nursing my biological sons, <laughs> and because I thought that it. I got really mad and I felt like a failure at it. And I thought, like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do it long enough. And I can't suck it up long enough that when they're like five or ten, they're gonna have serious health issues. Like their immune system is gonna be completely unreliable. Mm. <laughs> and it's gonna be all my fault. Like we're gonna be able to trace this back to the fact. <laughs> that I could only nurse for three months or six months, whatever the number was at the time for said child, mm-hmm. right? So these feelings of failure always seem to be that I couldn't see the end and I couldn't see years down the road, but I knew if I didn't like show up for this one moment now, I would never be able to fix it again. Um, and it's kind of like what you're saying, it's a paradigm, right? It's not necessarily true. <laughs> like tons of research have shown like there are tons of generations that were brought up on formula and never were nursed and their immune systems aren't any weaker (laughs) right like it's a it's just going down this rabbit hole um but I will say torn drive like what I've noticed over my parenting journey is that that feel that feeling of failure although it manifests itself in many different ways like it could be nursing when your child's young it could be When you adopted a child and the attachment process is taking longer than you thought or happening in a way that you didn't imagine it to happen, like you're going to feel like a failure, right? And so, but it it all is rooted in the fact that you're trying so hard to be the best and to give your child the best. And I think sometimes- yeah I
0: think it can even happen from things that are unexpected because mm-hmm. I knew that I would be going back to work and eventually have to do daycare and yet the like I was sharing like the paradigm was over me like I had always created it that way there it wasn't like I ever chose to be at home like I didn't settle down with someone and say like I'm not gonna work let's set it you know like I worked before getting pregnant, like it was, so it almost also felt like my hormonal imbalance, the pressures you hear from everyone with their opinions about your young child, you know, how you should do it with a young child. Um, But as soon as I started the process, I got over the guilt of not being the one at home And then honestly found like a refuge in knowing she could be someplace while I was there those hours and learning and doing fun things and spending time with other children. To the point where like when I first had days off and she didn't, she would stay home with me. And then it was like, oh, what am I doing? She can actually go there and I can have a day off. So it's like it can flip for you just almost as like intensely as you could feel something not being right you can kind of reframe it for yourself and incorporate it into your life in a way that does meet like maybe create a support system for yourself it's it's all of that from like feeling like the nursing is all or nothing when we know there's some children that it has to stop for other reasons and then they're perfectly fine right like yeah um that are not like maybe but because production or the anything with the mom but it's just the with the way they they digest or what they need like there's other reasons and the children grow up to be healthy um but we feel this intense and and i can only speak for a mom i'm not sure how the other other uh impact of of parenting for dads is or, or what it comes. I don't have an adoption per se in the day in day out, but I have stepchildren. I know that it's also because if like, you feel like you're the one that's providing the care, the nurturing, that it's all or nothing. So for, for Soph, it's also like, I let her drink her bottle to go to sleep and this caused cavities and you don't know I'm dying for that weird smile with no teeth to get rid of the failure that's in my face. Every time I brush my daughter's teeth, right? Like, it's just like, I let her do, there was something I had, I sacrificed for her to fall asleep that caused this thing that now is this like blaring failure and I need it to disappear. But at the time I needed to survive. Like, I need her to go to sleep. sleep. I need her to be soothed and go to sleep. Um, So I, I think it's also, I, I think when we to get ourselves through, also know that it is coming from that need to take care of them, to want to give them the best, to do everything you can and not feel like something is on on you that, you know, didn't meet the expectation or, or, or you know, it's not at par, but we can very shortly after kind of see it with different eyes, so there's hope,
1: <laughs> yeah, there's
0: hope after all that
1: and, and, and I think that's the the point I'm trying to communicate is that if you're having the feelings of failure, know it's because you're trying to be a nurturing nourishing present, mm-hmm. loving parent. if you didn't have that feeling <laughs> you You know, I I think it would be you're just not as conscious as, you know, what's going on and what you're trying to build. Because ultimately, it's like you're investing in this relationship and you just want the relationship to flourish. And so you're high stakes, high
0: stakes. Yeah. (laughs) But
1: I think you you hit on a ton of things on how to move past that feeling of failure. And I will say this torn tribe, like the honest truth is. You're always in the background in your subconscious or maybe consciously, you're always going to feel like a failure in some aspect. Like, think about it. We are kids, right? Like, we don't think our parents were perfect. And there are (laughs) certain things that we think they let us down on our kids will be no different, right? Like I often flip that around on myself. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because then it's gonna get spoken back and I'm just gonna be playing the different role and I'm not gonna (laughs) like it, you know? So I just think that's just a reality we need to come to that yes, we are gonna fail them at times, but the fact that we're having this nagging feeling of failure, we're trying to be nurturing. So how do we move past it? So that it doesn't paralyze us. Because I've seen that happen where you feel the feeling of failure and you truly start believing that you are a failure. And so you really do stop being that nurturing, nurturing, loving parent towards your child and you end up having to get some healing yourself, right? So before you get there, I think Mimi, you hit on it, like changing the paradigm a little bit your perspective and realizing there is hope in sight right so avoid the comparisons because yes although maybe many other parents wouldn't have chosen to let their child sleep with milk which by the way i did guilty guilty as charged like yes drink that bottle and please go to sleep because honestly dental work we have great dental coverage <laughs> I <can take> it. <laughs> Your dad had braces and it looks like it went well. So they have even better braces now. So I think we can afford that. Um, But again, it goes back to your values, right? If you value teeth and the dental side more than sleep, then choose that. But I would say avoid comparisons because whatever choice you make, there's always a remedy on the other side. Mm Um. Yeah, because, you know, I often think back to early parenting and always comparing myself to these other parents that seem to like be able to juggle the career and the like mom life and not be phased. And what I came to realize a couple of years later down the road, it's like, oh, I'm acting like a four year old or like a two year old where I think that what I see is the only thing going on in that person's life. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if I were to truly be present for their entire life, I would find them just like I find myself in the bathroom crying in between meetings, but looking like I have it together for the meeting, right? So it's just recognizing that sometimes you're not seeing everyone's full life. And so don't assume that the perfection that you're seeing is true perfection because it really isn't. Like we're all trying to figure it out. Parenting is hard (laughs) and we never have it all together. We're just doing the best we can in the season that we're in with what we have.
0: I definitely agree. And the other part is that I often mistake that composure with it not being a choice. And some people just have made the decision and are comfortable in the acceptance of what their decision will carry out and i find myself very torn with the what if and should i shoulda coulda woulda and that causes turmoil in your moment i think also if you allow yourself to make a decision and sit with it 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 takes away all of the torn but what of this? And let me try that. Or the trying to do it all, which is pretty impossible.
1: Yeah, I love that point. Because I think, I think we read that in that book um, that we were reading together. Like, Mm -hmm. I just remember it so like vividly, like, the mom was just saying, the woman was just saying that she made the choice that in this season of life, she was going to choose to miss out on kids' birthdays, because she was having to travel so much. And I remember reading that. I'm like, man, I'm just not that committed to my decisions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have serious FOMO. Serious FOMO with the kids. What did I miss? What can I do? What's going to happen? Did I make the right choice? And all that turmoil when the truth is you just have to decide and stick to it.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like I had that problem before becoming a parent.
0: (laughs) I know mean, it's a me know, thing, you, it's not yeah. just with parenting, <laughs> it is a total me thing. Like, it is not just parenting,
1: yeah. It's like, uh, I chose chocolate, but that one <laughs> looked really good too. So, can I get a lick to make sure I made the right choice? That is honestly my parenting decisions, too, toward a tribe. Like, I'm like, did I make the right choice? Did I was I supposed to be there? Um, yeah, so. But if you have that willpower that you can make a decision and like emotionally like commit to that decision more power to you but the other way is to move past this feeling of failure is community like knowing when to ask for help and then accepting the help mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a huge one though because i'm very type a so i guess you could substitute that with controlling so (laughs) so it was very hard for me to get to a place to ask for help when it came to my sons and i think part of this like i got trained to be very cautious with asking for help with my sons because my first experience of parenting was with my adopted son and there were so many special circumstances and special needs that most people just didn't understand. And most people right off the bat, because he was eight years old, would just try to treat him like an eight-year-old. And I'm like, no, you're just sending me down to like, you treat him like an eight-year-old for a day. And then I got to dig out the muck for the next like two to three weeks and redo all the therapy we just did for another three months. so it would be like a setback. And so I just became very controlling with his environment. With his bedtimes and like with everything that he was exposed to and everyone that surrounded him. And it just made me a hyper vigilant parent. But and then, as I started having my biological kids and having more children than hands and a mind that could possibly keep track of it all, I had to submit to allowing people to help me and recognizing that if I just took the time to explain and not get defensive or angry or um, put up a wall and act like I was the only one that could do it, that there are tons of loving people (laughs) that genuinely want to help. Right. So I've noticed like asking for help and accepting the help has been a huge way to get over that feeling of failure. And memes, I was telling you, like, a big one for me that I realized that I've gotten to that place was just not too long ago. Like, I was on, I I noticed that on my work travel that my son, my youngest one, so, again, a milestone because it will be the first and the last time we get to do this with him. um, And our last child doing it. So everything my youngest does is like, ah, it's like. A moment because he's the last one (laughs) kind of how you feel about the first one too right so um so he was going to celebrate his centennial day and I wasn't going to be around to help him pick out his outfit or dress up so I had to ask our nanny to make sure that he was dressed up for centennial day and that he wasn't going to miss out just because mom and dad were working and traveling and all this stuff But I felt completely at peace. I didn't feel like I failed. When I got the pictures on that day, I was like, yes! It worked! (laughs) I asked for help. They followed through. And my kid was elated. Like, he loved acting like an old man.
0: And most of that experience is a little bit of prep. But it's most of them enjoying it in that environment. Like, it's very hard to... Like, if you logically if you think about the the logic you use for the things you get invested in with work, right? Like, are you going to move everything around and fly across the country for a 20 minute meeting? Or are you going to be okay if everyone else is in person and you're on Zoom? Or if someone else just catches you up later, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but because it's our kids, every minute yep. we want to see, but we have to weigh it, right? Like, cause really it's like the snapshot in the morning and they go live that experience at school with everyone else. <laughs> And so it's just interesting how we put that at, like, again, it's the framing of like, what is the pressure we need to put on ourselves and what can we accept as not taking anything away from our kids' experiences if we're not all eyes on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So true. And I call that the reality check. Like that was the, one of the things I wrote down, like how to move past this feeling of failure Get a reality check. Like, take a moment to sit down and ask yourself, why is this so important? Why am I clinging to this so badly, you know, that it's making me feel like a a failing parent? Um, And the
0: other part is to, like, clear other voices. You're going to hear opinions. You're going to hear what people either did or would do or hold most dear, but clear what you're hearing so that you really know what are the things that are essential to you. What's the thing that's going to bring those memories and that warm feeling and that you really felt like you shared in something with your child that that's meaningful to you because that's different for each of us. And at each stage, how significant it is for each of us and for our child and what they're asking for you to share in with them is different.
1: Yeah, I love that. And of course, Tor Tribe, if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll know that I'm going to drop this word on you, grace. (laughs) Show yourself some grace. That is another way to get past this feeling of failure recognize that you are human and it is okay to be only in one place at one time and that your time is limited and you can't possibly do it all and no one is expecting you to not even your child
0: (laughs) so yeah and have grace with yourself and understand that most of the things that you deem significant enough to miss the moments are are the other ways you're caring for them. You're working and providing, you're maintaining security and safety and the things that you need to do for your family. Those are often the high stakes things that take us away. And that's still a form of showing them you love them and being there and providing the life that they have. So have grace with yourself and know that you're, you're still contributing in all those choices you're making.
1: Absolutely. So memes, uh, to be fully transparent with our torn tribe, what like what is, we're going to take our own little pulse here. What is our failure meter saying this season? Zero being, you don't feel like a failure at all. Ten being, you feel like a major failure in this season of your life. Where's your meter at?
0: I'm pretty high at a seven eight in this season and it's after the ups and downs of what what I've had the privilege, um, because Tor and Tribe we definitely understand that we're all in different circumstances. So the decisions with your time and your schedule and flexibility for everyone is different. Um, when we're co parenting in different households, when Circumstances are different if we're away from most of our tribe. Things like that will always impact. But I'm really, really grateful that at this stage, there's tons of flexibility in my time, my schedule, how and where I can work. Um, and seven and eight, I've achieved it because at the foundation of it, some of my biggest feelings about that expectation and what I gave my child and the kids access to in general. Um, was about finances. It was about choices I had made in other parts of my life that were impacting the day-to-day. And that I carried in a very personal way, but it broke my heart more when it felt like it impacted what I could do in my family and for the family. Mm.
1: So so you're rating yourself between a 7 and an 8. Um And I would say when I was thinking about this and thinking through how I've been feeling and battling the feelings of failure with all the things going on, balancing work and life, I realized that this season of life, I would have to give myself a four. Like I'm pretty like that feeling of failure has um, dissipated this season and this is why torn tribe like i i know my kids teachers names this year last year honestly i could not say that
0: and you you know i don't mean to interrupt you but yeah. i think i was using the scale in the opposite way as you were oh. because i don't feel like it's high
1: oh okay I, so yeah we're on, saying,
0: the, we're on yeah. The more uh, like it's come down so oh, okay. i so i was feeling Good. So maybe I am more like on the other end of the five and like a three to a four. Yeah.
1: Three to a four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause no. And that's great. Yeah. Cause there's
0: been, there's been progress. So I definitely feel like I'm like, I don't feel like I'm failing.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Denver. So, um. but yeah, no, I was going to say like, I'm at a four because definitely last season or last school season, I will say, I was definitely at like an eight (laughs) because I realized like, Hey, in order for me to feel like a present parent, I fully need to know my kids, teachers, names, their coaches names and what actually is going on in their days when they're not at home. Mm -hmm. And I was so disengaged and so not involved because I was so thrown into work. Um, that that made that failure feeling more prevalent. So this year I have taken like purposeful, intentional actions to say, Hey, you know what? Most of my PTO this year is going to go towards like school events Mm -hmm. and field trips. Um, I am going to be the mom that volunteers to be the room parent this year because that way I'll get to see what's going on and, and actually know their friends' faces when they say names in the home now or when they're trying to invite people over and and help them build community. So it's been a sacrifice because it's not easy um, to kind of not feel like you're failing. But I will say that, you know, because although my, like, parenting feeling of failure has gone down to four and then you go and say, "Oh well, how do I feel about in my work?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <that's> the opposite. <laughs> it's a trade-off, right? So, at work, sometimes I do feel like I'm dropping the ball or not showing up where I think other people's expectations want me to show up. But that's that's the choice I'm making for this season. Um, so that that parenting failure, because, meme, you're right. Like when it comes to our children. Like, I can handle failing anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when it comes to my four boys, that's a hard one. That one mm-hmm. keeps me up at night. And Torn Tribe, this Chica, to asleep. So,
0: <laughs> I, I have taken strides to get a four. And um, just like we're saying, <laughs> this is such a internal, personal, felt, visceral thing. But... I have to commend you because you make the calendars for the kids. They're involved in so many things like that is not how it looks from the outside for you last season or this season, last school year or this school year. So Torn Tribe, that is the realness of, you know, in knowing my sister as well as I know her and hearing about everything my nephews are involved in and knowing who she is as a person and the community she gives at her church and at work and, to us as a family um that is what this does to you and so that's why I love that we always find these topics that we keep unearthing the way it feels on the outside what the world tells us and how we may show up to things but that on the inside there's still so much that we're torn from or that we're weighing um because that that's that's what's real about this journey is that you can't deny that no matter what people say on what they say. Right. And I, and I say that to the tribe because Athena still felt it even if she does it with such cool and grace and love and passion for what is important in her values and her family, that's still what she was carrying through it. And that's what we carry through it in those times. And so it's so important for us to just like name it and then accept who we are and accept, the choice we're making in the season we're in because we're all we're all doing the best we can for our littles and our bigs and our <laughs> 21-year-olds
1: and our old men. We
0: now <laughs> both have 21-year-olds. That's insane. Yeah,
1: let's not say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't accepted that yet. I don't know. It's definitely not part weekend. of my mend moment this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: My kids aren't part of my mend either. Transitioning <laughs> Men. It's orange rye right? because the men is what helped us keep it together so we could keep <laughs> parenting these lovely people. And now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week.
0: So, Meme, what's mending you? I have had really good quality social time with my team this week and that you know speaking of the feeling like you're failing people there have been so many asks on our team to have more of the bonding team building time and the fall was really hard and I just kept like looking at them like when what are you talking about (laughs) like when are we gonna do this um without making it feel like you can ask and it's not going to happen. Like you want to welcome your team, you know, your colleagues to like really want to engage with each other. And we really have gotten some of that in these last couple of weeks. And and that's been great. Like our event went off great in February. And I feel like it just built more momentum for our investment in each other. And that makes me feel good because of those, those sacrifices, the, the, the balance, the, that there has to be a payoff in different seasons for different things. Um, but just getting time to get to know each other, our strains, laugh together, socialize has been really great.
1: That's awesome. Team bonding. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, um, yes. So I, I got to share this now. Don't get skeeved out, but I'm going to share it at church on Sunday. I stumble in late because I'll just tell you, torn tribe, I'm late to church every Sunday. Don't teach Sunday school. So <laughs> it, it, I got a lot of people to get together and I got to pick up my mom on the way. So yes, mom, I'm counting you in my late. <laughs> so she, she'll probably be like, yeah, it's not because of me. <laughs> I know. I know. But anyway, so we stumble in late and they're doing worship and we scurry to the back in the last row. And they're singing this song, Same God. And I finally get settled and I start listening to the lyrics and I start singing along. And we're singing through the song. We're up to the last time that they're going to sing this verse. And the stanza says, You were a healer then. And I feel your touch right now. And literally, as the words left my mouth, I felt two hands touch my head and show me my brain just unraveling like this pink tissue all of a sudden had healthy lines and they weren't all bunched up and it went from like a grape to a brain, right? And they finished the song and I'm just sobbing because all of a sudden no headache, no confusion, no fogginess just like air like I I don't even know how to explain it but just air and so I like excuse my snot no self and go to the bathroom (laughs) and I just kneel down on the dirty nasty bathroom floor and I'm just thanking God for touching me I'm like I felt your touch and Mm -hmm. I know this sounds insane but like I went to track practice that day two-hour track practice, sitting in the 70-degree <laughs> weather sun, and I didn't feel tired. And, like, Steve's like, what? He's like, I know God touch you because every day, every night, this is how we end our night. Oh, wake me up when you wake up, and I'll work out with you because he hurt his knee, so he's been doing Peloton workouts. And I'm like, I'll work out with you. The morning comes. He's like, you are you going to get up to work out? No, I'm going to hit snooze. <laughs> And like, literally, I've had the energy because usually I hit snooze because when I wake up in the morning, my head is spinning, and I have a massive headache. That's not it it hasn't been happening. Like I'm literally up with him ready to go. And yesterday, or just the other day, I was walking through, I I were I sat through an all day conference, a virtual conference where I was on the phone. Like for more than eight hours while everybody else was in a conference room. And then I got up from there and I went to go sit in traffic to go pick up my kid from gymnastics, to then go sit in traffic to go to Target to walk up and down the aisles to look for a birthday gift. Now, Torn Tribe had this been weeks ago, weeks prior. I would have been dragging myself through that target and yelling at my kids to just stop it and stop being loud and yelling at them in the car to be quiet because they're too loud. And all I can say is, I was just praising God because I'm like, Lord, this experience should not be joyful. But that's all I feel. I'm like, (laughs) I am so joyful I am so excited to be walking up and down these empty aisles in Target because I don't know what happened to Target they had no toys on the shelves (laughs) I said to be walking up and down these aisles and my kids are running up and down the aisles touching everything that was there things that don't really pertain to them (laughs) like just touching baby toys touching everything and I'm like and I'm not annoyed and I'm not tired and I got more energy than them Finally. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Chick-fil-A. And it is just me with the two youngest. And they interrupt me the entire time I'm ordering. And I'm like, and I'm not even getting flustered. I am on top of that order. <laughs> I know what I said. And I didn't order anything I wasn't supposed to order. To so then sit down with them. And they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. So we go into the, I hate public restrooms tour tribe. To test them ask my family i never go to them <laughs> like i just don't pee or poop in public <laughs> and so and they must have went to the bathroom like five or ten times because my boys don't have the same oscar as i do about public bathrooms <laughs> they're like intrigued by them and and they're like oh a porter potty yeah and i'm like no yeah. you guys are just straight up nasty and i was like and i'm not annoyed i'm like i'm not disgusted by this public bathroom <laughs> I'm not getting upset at them. It was just pure joy. And so the healing meme, the healing is what's mending me. I'm like, man, I don't know. I didn't even know I was in need of healing. I thought I was in need of more sleep, but apparently not. (laughs) So that's my mend. It's just amazing.
0: (laughs) It was the time. So I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and the amazing thing is, is that people at work are like Athena. What happened to you? <laughs> like they even heard it in my voice. They're like, something happened to you because you're like so different. I'm like, I gotta and, tell you this story.
0: <laughs> and, and you were in touch enough to feel it because yeah. I, think, I think there's so many moments that the universe is giving us something, and maybe we're not ready. God is sending it and we don't hear it we don't see we don't put the dots together and you know you were we're with him to feel it
1: yeah it was amazing so torn tribe i pray blessings over you too that you get a touch of god if that's what you need to get in step and that you feel the grace to not put pressure on yourself um Keep nurturing and loving those kids it's never going to feel like enough because we love them so much but keep trying your best and torn tribe please stay connected the only way we get this podcast out to more listeners is by you liking and subscribing and sharing so please share away please rate us and memes tell our folks how to stay connected
0: send an email to torn at gmail.com and we are at tornmlb on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Remember, when you feel torn, choose grace. Thanks for joining. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.